I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 160 of Shades of Brown. Uh, this week, uh, we are getting... We're going to we're court. Gonna beca- we're going to court, apparently. Uh, so, yes, uh, as you may have heard, uh, the Epic versus Apple trial has started. Uh, everybody's been very excited, uh, question mark, uh, about, about this trial. For, so everybody's like very bored, I guess. Uh, but so the Epic versus Apple trial started and there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, obviously it's, it's, it's been happening over the past week, right? Uh, Monday to Friday, I guess, five days. Uh, but we are going to be talking about sort of the side effects, not side, so second order effects as, as, Nilay Patel calls them like sort of the stuff that's coming out in the sort of documents that are being uh, put to put to pu- public record here as part of evidence or whatever. Um, because like this this whole court case, right outside of like obviously the app store charges, it's very much tarnishing brands. You know, <laughs> like very a lot of brands here, and this is not just Apple or Epic, but you know, like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. We're seeing them as the corporate fucks they are. Which, yeah, yeah, so it's 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 a lot of like I, Epic is obviously trying to win the lawsuit, but they're also trying to win in the court of public opinion, right? Like they're trying to trying to paint Apple and 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 some of these other companies as maybe mostly Apple, but like they they're gonna throw anybody under the bus that they can, but they wanna like really. F- Point at Apple and be like, look at the look at Apple and what they're doing and why that is bad for the consumer, right? Like the U.S. antitrust doctrine, I guess, is based on consumer harm, right? Like that is one thing that we should probably mention because this is important, right? Like to the whole context of what uh, Epic is doing and you know, what Epic's lawyers are going to be doing and what Apple's lawyers are going to be talking about, right? Later uh, is 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 the is like who is being harmed, right? What is the market here? Right. So, and I think it's also important to actually point out too, this is not like a full antitrust hearing thing, right? So, even if there's a a, a ruling in favor of Epic's uh, opinion, right, it, it, Epic's favor, it's really only going to affect Epic. It may cause like some app store policies to change, but this wouldn't be the same as like a regulation force, right, setting guidelines for a company, right, on how they can operate their storefronts. This is more or less of like saying, hey, your categorization is bullshit. Fortnite can be X, Y, or Z on the store, right? It's a lot more targeted. I mean, of course, though, that would lead pieces precedence now, right, to other companies doing the same. But it isn't as like much of a hammer as, say, like, a, you know, Congress passing a law saying you can't block other payment methods in your app store or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, it is, it is not uh, like this is not a like a, this is not a law being written here, but it is going to set precedent. Yeah, so. It, it, will, it will whatever happens in this whatever the decisions are made in this in this case it will affect like antitrust hearings of this kind going forward right like yeah like it might even spur more antitrust hearings right of this of this sort because it will encourage other other 
other companies like Epic to be like, hey, Apple is fucking us over, right? Uh, so let's like start off with a, with a kind of a funny thing, I guess. Uh, the first day of the trial. So they had these, uh, phone lines, right? Where you could call in and listen to the audio of the trial, right? And, uh, they, they, they failed to make those, like, they failed to mute the incoming audio on those, uh, phone lines. Uh, and it turned out to be, uh, a bunch of kids calling in and screaming free Fortnite. Um, and, um, it, uh, it, it, that's just, that just extremely. That's amazing. Because it's like, obviously that would happen. Of course that would happen. Obviously. Like, obviously. So, so like, what is like the big thing that we want to talk about first? Like, I feel like the, the sort of the console thing is, is very important here. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should really start by mentioning the Sony and Microsoft, whichever order, right? But both of them and how they are sort of both equally being thrown under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So, so start with, start with Microsoft here, right? Start with Xbox. Like, what is, what is Xbox? Like, Xbox executive, uh, was, was called to, like, like be, uh, like basically put, give testimony about X, like Xbox executive Lori Wright, right? She was, uh, called to a stand to, to talk about does, like, what, how much money does Xbox make? Basically, does Xbox make any money? Like, well, how does Xbox make money? And Lori Wright was like, we don't make money on the, we have never, like, she actually put this on the record, like, which, which, which is a lot actually, because she is under oath, is that, uh, Xbox has never made money off the hardware, right? Like, this was a big deal, right? Like, everybody was like, holy shit, that's everybody. I think everybody suspected that was the case, but like, now we, like, now we have, like, something on the record from an Xbox executive saying that Xbox, has never made money on the actual uh, hardware. So they have been selling Xbox consoles at a loss. But the thing that's more surprising, it's not that they have not made money, say, at launch, because obviously, you know, like, you get a new Zen 3 CPU, like, Series S, right? Sure, you're probably selling at a loss, but you would assume as process node shrinks happen, right, component prices, because using older RAM goes down, you start to make money on it. But that's not the case here. So I guess, like, the Delta, they probably make less, less, less money, if that makes sense, you know, like, fewer money lost on consoles better way to phrase it over time but it seems they never turn a profit from the console because it's still the bill material still never reaches the actual sale price like and it is she's like it's it's trying to like ascertain that this is uh their business model is that they make money off of the store which is why they they are trying to like epic is like uh, like there's that 30% cut on the Xbox store, right? So their business model, their Microsoft is saying is that they make money from that 30%, uh, which, which basically, so that means that Xbox still makes money, just not on the hardware, just, they just make money on software sales, right? Not like this is sort of like, it's a lost leader, right? Like the, the console itself is a lost leader. You get somebody in the ecosystem and they buy games and the games are how you make the money, right? Um, that, that's what, like, like uh, I think that also too kind of explains why they're pushing xCloud so hard because if you don't sell loss leading hardware and server blades are a one time cost that's pure profit right like what do you that that is it is so much cheaper if you're not losing like you would it's kind of weird because you would assume right that expensive server hardware costs more but you can you can factor that into the cost of the subscription you probably end up making more money doing like a streaming service versus selling consoles at a loss 
Right. Like, and it's, it's, it's continuous, like recurring revenue, right? Like that is, that is the play. Um, also just real quick too. Did you listen to the verge cast when Dieter was like, since Apple's basically trying or Epic's trying to say that the Xbox isn't a computer cause it never made money. In that circumstance, Google doesn't make real computers because they never make money from any of theirs. <laughs> oh, that was very funny. Yeah, that is that's that is like a interesting like sort of that, that that argument really doesn't make like any even legal or logical sense to me, right? Like, oh yeah, because Linux isn't real because no one's made money off of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's not actually true. But uh, pine phones, like, yo, pine phones are not real computers; they are gaming consoles now. Oh, oh my God! Can you, <laughs> that's yeah. So there's like this argument there. I guess this is sort of part of the argument with the consoles thing. Like Sony is also involved in this, right? So my, Sony's thing is a little bit different. Right? Sony's thing we found out that uh, to have crossplay for Fortnite across all platforms, including Sony, Sony took a cut of of uh, an extra additional. Like percentage, right? The extra additional payment, in addition to the regular cut that they get, to make to they they said it it's to offset their losses for crossplay. So they're like, if you're if there's going to be crossplay on 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 Fortnite, it means that some of the purchases are not going to be made through 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 the Sony payment network, and it will be made on Xbox or on PC. Right or on mobile, right? Like so, they the Sony is not going to be getting the money. So they're like, "Epic, hey, we we want some of that cash, right? Like we want some of that uh, things that that we are supposedly not making." That that argument is that just makes Sony look really bad. Like it just I, I don't know. And and here's how it works: it's even more fucked, right? It's only if you've linked your Fortnite account to your PS5 or PS5. So here's how it works: say I have a PlayStation. Um, I'm also a hype beast, so I have a Sony Android phone, right? And I start buying V-Bucks in the Play Store. But I've also played with my Fortnite account on the PS4. Epic is now paying royalties for every Play Store purchase due to this agreement because I'm also a player on the PS4, meaning that I chose to not buy said content on the PS4 via different storefront. And therefore, due to Sony's cross-play deal, they're making money. They, they feel entitled the money. This is not with Fortnite, too. Looking at the docs, it seems like this is for all cross-play games. So Destiny, for example. If I buy silver on Steam, but I've also linked Destiny to my um, Sony PSN account, Sony's getting a cut of that too. That's I. That's an incredible business model. Like that is just I. You are you are making money off supposed lost sales, which is just uh, I. I, that's just greed. Like that's a, like uh, all of these corporations are greedy, obviously. But like that one just seems like. A, but no, 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 no. Jim Ryan cares about the gamers. Come on. He, 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 he didn't take down the PS3 storefront. He cares about the gamers, you know? He said he's sorry. You know, Sony's gonna, gonna resell old games to you via PS Now because they care about gamers, you know? They, they want gamers to feel loved, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is. Yeah, so like Sony is trying to like make money. Like we, this is it's very interesting because like we're learning a lot of shady nonsense that goes on in the business in the business of the game industry. Which I mean, we already knew a lot of shady shit happens in the business uh, of the game industry, but a lot of the shit is coming to light uh, in court documents because of this case. So Sony uh, is is greedy. Turns out. Uh, so what is this argument about like game consoles being? Specialized machines versus general 
computers, right? Like, what is the big argument here? Is what is the big argument here? So, I, I guess the epic argument they're trying to make is that it's actually fine that Xbox has a thirty percent cut. It's fine that Sony has a this has a percentage cut and also the extra royalties because those are specialized entertainment machines, right? They are not general purpose quote unquote computers, right? Uh, so it is fine that those, those, they can charge a 30% cut, but Apple cannot charge a 30%. Apple shouldn't be charging a 30% cut because the iPhone is, and the iPad is, is not a, is, is, is a general purpose computer, right? Is that what they're, like, is that the, I think that is the argument. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is the argument they're trying to make. And I think there's a, there's an interesting question here. Actually, because you use other storefronts when I've basically been tied to like, you know, the console makes their storefront. So I have a different perspective of it. Do you think Steam should be on an Xbox or a PlayStation? Do you think having competing storefronts on console ga- on consoles actually makes sense? No. Um, mostly because I think the appeal of consoles is that it is a streamlined end-to-end experience. You buy a game from the, you buy a Sony console, you buy a Microsoft Xbox console. You, you sign in with your Microsoft or Sony account. You buy a game from the Sony or Microsoft store and you download it and you play it. It's all end to end, like a, a sort of a streamlined, seamless experience, right? If you add the concept of, of, uh, if you add external stores, storefronts to a console, it becomes not that. It becomes like, it becomes a PC, right? Like it just becomes a PC. Like at that point, you're just playing it's it's the PC gaming market, right? Where you have multiple storefronts, and yes, like from a sort of competitive point, like from like it will probably force Apple or not Apple, Sony or Microsoft to reduce their percentage cuts on the uh, on the stores to compete with if there is like a Steam or another company selling games on the consoles. But uh, my opinion is that it's it's. Yeah, it would be good for competition, but I don't really see the whole appeal of consoles is that they are a streamlined end-to-end experience, right? Like, that's the whole point of... This is one of those things where I actually agree with Epic a little bit, uh, is that consoles are a little bit... Consoles are different in the sense that they are specialized devices. Like, they are... While they're running operating systems that are based on, like, general-purpose operating systems, like, my... Like... Like Xbox is essentially running like a like a specialized version of Windows, right? Like it's it's just Windows but with very spe- specialized functions. Uh, and I think that's fine. I, I I don't think that's like I think that's that's it is not a general purpose computer, and I think that's fine. Uh, that not everything has to be a general purpose computer. Is I think that's my I guess that's a hot take. Like I I I, I don't know. Like people some people think that every computer has to be do able to do every computer thing. Oh no, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, there's a fair certain amount of people in our audience who absolutely would want to put Linux on an Xbox, and those people actually questioned because I'm I'm more of the camp that I I don't think I think that there should be options on the market for both, right? Like the fact that there is a closed phone with regards to like, say an iPhone, if there if we had like a Linux phone I could point to, I would love to because I would want both to exist, right? I would want like that wild ass Pine phone. That every time you, you you can have it set up to do confisc cube, cube fire effects and scream out Hatsune Miku tracks whenever you look at it, right? But at the same time, like there should also probably be a, probably a more locked down option for people who don't want that shit. So I think like having both is fine. But I think sort of the problem we run into is well, I don't know if we run into it because in theory you can't just go to Android. Like you can't just put the Epic Game Store on Android. 
And maybe Google is making it a little bit hard, but they it's still a possibility there. I, and this is such an American-centric conversation, right? Like, it really is. This whole case is really not worldwide. This is, this is, this does not matter outside of the U.S. Because outside of the U.S., guess what? How many people buy iPhones, right? Like, China? But then again, you're in China anyway, so <laughs> epic. It's a different, different whole marketplace to begin with. So it's, it's just interesting to me that it's like, this really only matters in the U.S. Because people outside of the U.S. are majority Android anyways. And so, yes, while there is lockdown and while the phones are locked down, like, I don't know, like, it's only in the U.S. do you make more money from iOS. Only in the U.S. do you have this conversation to begin with. And there, and you can just install the Epic Games Store on Android, which is half of the U.S. anyways. So, like, this whole court case seems to me like it, it, it seems less of an argument about the openness of a platform, but more so of the we feel entitled to more money from children and parents of money and upper middle class people. Yes. Okay. That we can talk about that. I, uh, we, we, we can talk about that is, is, uh, the judge actually, uh, brought this up in a very good way is that, uh, it's about the concept of friction, right? So Epic is saying there is a lockout on payments on the, on the, on the, on the Apple store. And, uh, the judge was, uh, judge was like, isn't that a good thing? Like, isn't the friction a good thing? Uh, friction is good because she's like, what are you, like, like, what are you, Epic's really asking for is the ability to have impulse purchases. And the judge pointed out that isn't like Fortnite's audience is a lot of kids, right? Uh, and is, is it, isn't, is not a good, is it a good thing to have like impulse purchases be available? Uh, for a game like that, right? Um, for a game that's targeted, uh, has a large demographic of, of children. Um, uh, like it's, it's not good. Like I, I think that is, that is a bad, like it is, there shouldn't be friction, uh, in the purchasing process, some friction, uh, in the purchasing process because it is like targeting a demographic that is, you know, children. So. Like, that is, I think, one of those things that, like, the whole thing about this court case is, like, these are both billion-dollar corporations. They try to make more money. Like, each company here is trying to, like, Apple is trying to safeguard their their revenue stream from uh, apps in-app purchases. And Epic is trying to increase the amount of revenue that they make from Fortnite per user, right? Like, they're trying to increase... The amount of like like my money they make with V bucks, right? Like V bucks cost them nothing to make. V bucks are digital, uh, so it is pure profit. So they're trying to increase that amount of pure profit, right? Uh, so like that's that's what's the actual like big argument here, right? Like it's it's not actually about it's not actually about like they may say it's about competition. Like Epic doesn't actually care uh, about what happens to other corporations that or other companies or even small or big that make uh, make money from the app store and have problems with it like they don't actually care about them they're just using those as sort of like a cudgel to beat apple with right like they don't actually like it's just like epic will just use everybody here to to further their own own agenda right like i'm sure apple will be doing the same right shortly like apple will be calling witnesses and giving testimony on in the same or in the same sort of vein right uh so what else what else is there like really to talk about like there is the whole itch well i think we should mention well before itch i think i think because you wanted to bring it up but i think it's relevant to this 
Epic's just burning so much cash too to make the to make the store work on on PC to begin with. Yeah. So uh this is about the uh uh, for people who use the Epic Game Store on PC, you might ha- you, if, if you do, you, you you probably know about the free games that they that they give out every so often, right? Like every month or so. Uh, there was documents revealed that how much they spent on these uh, like free games. Like they spent at least eleven point six million dollars on on free games. That's like at least minimum. That's like eleven point. Like they might have spent more. That's not in this document, but they spent at least eleven point six million. Um, on free games, like 38 games, uh, is on the 38 games on the list, and they gained five million new users as a result. And there is there is also the 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 question here. So they spend, we should do we should do a quick yeah a quick math. How much money per user is that? Right, it was five million uh, user, users, okay. and how much five percent spend again? Okay, okay, so five million users, five percent of these new accounts. Spent money on the uh, on the store in a, in a certain period of time, right? That that makes the user acquisition cost, which is what they're calling the UA cost, uh, of two dollars and thirty seven per new account, which is which is which is uh, cheap. It's uh, it's actually very cheap that they're getting this sort of user acquisition cost. It's actually very expensive in other industries. To uh, like it says, twenty-one mil- million unique users. Right, seven percent of users acquired via free game have made a purchase. Right, so that is like the, the, that's like their the, the the their acquisition costs are not very high. Right, the user acquisition cost, like they're just spending like incredible amounts of money just to just like sort of buy their way into the market. Right, just trying to. So they're trying to play the long game here, right? Like obviously they're losing money, right? Like this is this is a loss leader, right? Like this is not make making them like, but it is gaining them slowly. Like over time, it's gonna gain them more and more users that will eventually be purchasing games through the Epic Games Store, right? Um, and especially one of the big things that the, we've also found out is 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 the cost of um, I don't know if it's in this article, but it's the cost of exclusive titles not free games right exclusive titles that are exclusive to the epic game store so the games the biggest one uh that we t- uh that got mentioned was borderlands 3 they paid uh i believe 108 million dollars to to uh who is it 2k games i guess uh for for pc exclusivity of uh borderlands 3 for i believe 6 months yeah 6 months for they paid that much to get exclusive and they they made it back within like the first week i believe or something like that so the real money here like they're spending 108 like eight million dollars which which is a lot obviously but also that they know that they're going to get that return back right and some so it is it, it is a worthwhile like sort of spend expenditure which is why they keep burning money right uh so so like, like give an example like they spend some of these indie games, like uh, for for Celeste, the the buyout price was seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Like Subnautica buyout price of one point four million US dollars. So so not not cheap for these. Like these are like like Subnautica is not a massive. Like it's it's a somewhat popular indie title, but it's not massive. Like some of these games, like. Mutant Year Zero. Mutant Year Zero is not a massive game. It's a, it's like a strategy. It's like a turn-based strategy game, like XCOM. 
uh, that that got paid one million uh, in in in, in uh, buyout. So it is like they are paying a lot. Of, I'm, I mean, good for these indie studios, I guess. Uh, they can just t- they can just tell Apple to uh, like Epic to write a check and they'll just do it, I guess. Um, so I just want to put something in a context here. How much was the dollar amount for Borderlands again? Hundred and eight million. Okay. Google paid Ubisoft twenty million per game, so it's it's very funny to me. It's very funny to me <laughs> that you literally you paid you paid what ten or eight Ubisofts for a, a Borderlands three Epic game. Yeah, yeah, they really. This is did. making like Google Epic, Stadia look cheap. <laughs> it did, they really are. They're making like Google look absolutely like misers. Like they're look making the amount of money they're just fucking just given away here is that like they're just making everybody else look like like they're just they don't care about the amount of money they're spending here like they have they want to spend all this money here just to get into the market just to increase the amount of paying users on the epic game store right like that's what they're counting on like i mean look like i'll give an example right um like me i have an epic games account uh store epic games store account right uh and I bought games on it. I bought like two games on it. Uh, I bought Control, which was a PC exclusive, right? Control. I, I forgot how much they paid Remedy for that. I, I don't remember the exact amount. I, I think it's available somewhere, but they paid Remedy as, uh, unknown, uh, like quite a large amount to have Control be exclusive to the Epic Game Store. And I did buy Control on the Epic Game Store. There was also uh, Outer Outer Worlds, right? Uh, the the sort of Fallout esque uh, game, right? Like Outer Worlds, well, is also another game I bought on the Epic Game Store because that is also uh, PC exclusive, uh, PC exclusive on the Epic Game Store. So it is working. Like I mean, anecdotally for me, it is working, right? Like sometimes I like it's not often like uh, there's not a lot of games that they have exclusive that I want to actually play, but when they do, I will buy. Like I will buy the game I want to play on the store that has it available and because if I want to play it before the exclusivity period runs out I want to like I, like I don't want to pirate it so I'm I'm going to I'm going to buy it when whichever storefront is available and that means those exclusives do work right uh they do they do make uh epic money um so so there is that uh and I think it's important to mention now, like, what is this in service of? Because they keep mentioning a specific topic called the metaverse, right? Which is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely a disgusting word. I, it's it's I so hate it bad. So much. I but I think to so give a, a brief synopsis of what they mean by metaverse is I think actually I think I'm gonna use Oculus as an example because I think it's the closest thing we've gotten to it so far. Because the Oculus Quest, Facebook is the only thing there for social interactivity. Facebook is the only one who runs the storefront. Facebook makes the hardware. And Facebook makes a system software and a developer platform and the content recommendation platform, right, for their video and TV apps. So all of those pieces means that you have one company you interact with. While you may, it may be a vehicle to go, say, to, um, you know, another game's content or another studio's like Super Hot VR, right, or whatever, you know, third party content there is there. You're still mostly engaging with Facebook and more importantly, economically using Facebook as the vehicle, right, to spend or buy things through there. Like Facebook is the middleman regardless of whatever you do on there. And Epic wants Fortnite to be the same for them. And they don't want a middleman to be in the way, right? He's even on like with Office. I'm not Facebook's the only person I'm paying, right, for any of this. And so because of that, they can extract the most amount of profit. 
And Epic wants it to be the exact same way with the Epic Game Store and Fortnite. They want it to be a vehicle for content. That's why they bought House Party, right? To have socialization inside of it. So they don't want people using Discord. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Epic had tried to buy Discord. But, you know, they would want like the social software, the game itself, the entertainment, the video side of things, and the storefront to all make it as profitable as possible. Right. They want it all in-house. Like, they don't want anybody taking the cut, right? Like, that's the that's the contention here, right? Like, they don't want, they want to be able to make the most amount of money possible from the, all these investments that they're making, right? Like, in, and the, you know, all these games that they're buying, like they bought, you know, they bought recently Fall Guys, like the Fall Guys developer, right? Like, they bought, they bought that to, I guess that, that's going to be like an Epic Games metaverse thing, right? Like, that's a very, like that game is ripe for that sort of monetization, right? So like, it's, if they're trying to build, uh, uh, Tim Sweeney, I, I hate this thing, but it's like he's calling it uh, Fortnite a, a phenomenon that transcends gaming. I, you know how much I hate that phrase. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what, what does like what is what does like what does that mean? Like, what are we trying to understand? Like, what what is Fortnite? Is Fortnite like video game, or is it uh, is it like a meme? Is it is it like a cultural? Well, this this brings up the the more important question: What is a game? Yeah, yeah. This is this is one of those things that's uh, the, the the I guess the fifth day of the trial brought to the table is is the is the concept of what it like like Epic trying to define what a game is, right? And like what like the courtroom literally evolved into a waypoint editorial. <laughs> oh my god, it really did. It's I hate it so much. It's um, what is the difference between an app uh, and a game, right? Like this is in context of Roblox, I think too. It was very important to mention. Okay, so Roblox. I, I mean, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Apple. Uh, so Roblox is as um, I, I actually don't know exactly what I guess Roblox is like. Uh, Roblox is two things. So Roblox is two things. Um, because I well, I think we're mentioning before the store. This is the the, the store. Yes, we're, we run a store now. Hi, welcome to our wares. No, uh, before the pod is, I was thinking about downloading it because all my nephews and nieces play it. And I've seen, I was just like, I'll be like, I was like, yo, can I just watch what this game is? And I like just watch and play it. And what basically is, is like you load into uh, your character creator, right? You can load into like a, a lobby where you can walk around and there's like different other games that people have made that you can hop into. There's some first party ones. Also a social platform, right? For talking to people. Think a, a lot like, I think VR chat is actually pretty close to it. I think it's like VR chat. Um, I know you're not familiar with, um, but think of basically like a game within games, right? Or I sorry, as as maybe Apple say, uh, experience of experiences, because you can make like different g- games. But they're not also games, right? Like you could in theory make like an interactive roller coaster. You just sit on and watch it go through. And I wouldn't. I would argue that's probably not a game. Is it a three D experience? Sure, but it's not, it's not interactive, right? And and so there's they're they're using that because it's sort of if if Roblox can exist, why can't any of this other stuff, right? Because Roblox is very, very, very close to breaking App Store rules. Like, I feel like Roblox has a moat put around it to keep it in the App Store because of how much money it generates. Right. Like, Roblox, like, uh, so uh, Apple's marketing manager, Tristan Kozmenka, um, they, 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 they said uh, that within there's experiences within Roblox that we did not look at as a game, right? Like they, the Apple themselves are admitting that Roblox, like they don't look at Roblox as a game, 
they see it as experiences, right? As you mentioned, like within, like it is a, it's a framework for building those and having those like quote unquote experiences. Um, and then they established that Minecraft is, is a game, even though I would argue that Minecraft is also not, is always more like Roblox. Uh, right. Um, and the, the judge was not having any of this apparently. Judge, the judge was like, like the judge didn't really understand this distinction between uh, like a, like a game and like a, an experience or a, like a world building thing, right? Like, uh, like what is like and Fortnite and the and the thing that Epic Games is trying to uh, like sort of assert here is that Fortnite has like while Fortnite has yes the battle royale mode, it also has the like stream music concerts right through through the game. Uh, through the through the application, right? They're streaming the the uh, Travis Scott concert or whatever, right? They're they're streaming a movie, right? Like some Marvel movie or whatever, right? Star Wars, like I I don't know what what streams on Fortnite, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, like it is like like what why like why like they're trying to ascertain that like like the Epic Games is making something that is not just a video game. It is. It is, uh, it is an experience of many sorts and that should be monetized. Like that should be different than like, is, is it that, like, is just because it's not a game that it shouldn't be charged the 30% cut? Is that what they're trying to say? Like, is that like the uh, argument or is there like a diff- slightly different argument that they're making with this? Like, I, I'm not. Well, the argument they're trying to make is like, it's, if it's not a game, it's an experience and it, it's a, you don't, it's an experience in the same way that say, um, Uber is an experience, right? And you don't charge 30% for Ubers. But then it's actually brought up someone from the match group they're going to have. They're probably going to bring up this argument. You have to pay 30% for Tinder, but you don't have to pay 30% for Uber rides. And what's the difference? Mm. What's the difference? Yes, exactly. What is I mean, the once you're both riding at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, my <that's> God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh... <laughs> oh, Lord. That, that's good. That's good. <laughs> That's very good. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, what is the difference there? Like, what is the philosophical or even legal difference? There? I, as I don't see the difference there. Is the, they're both digital services that you're... No, no, Uber is not a digital service you're paying for, right? Like, Uber is... I think, is that, that the distinction that Apple tries to make? Is that a physical... physical? Yeah. Yeah, but somehow dig- dating is somehow going out to people and, and with people is when I mean like nah if you if you meet up in person that's physical <laughs> there's nothing digital about that and so far as sure. Uber is right because yes there's an app and stuff right there's digital elements to it but um as far as I could tell Tinder does not get you like digital like like I don't like you don't you meet up with physical people there's no it doesn't like it's, it falls apart to me yeah like I. There, it's a very like it's it's a very sort of um, extremely thin sort of distinction that they're trying to make here. Like why like Tinder is is why well, if app like Apple is making a decision between Tinder and something like Uber, right? Like it's like a physical good being delivered versus a digital good being delivered. Like that they're making like like they don't want to ch- charge thirty percent for a physical good being delivered because they cannot guarantee that the good was indeed delivered, right? Like that's the argument that Apple is trying to make, right? Uh, there is also the thing about stores and stores thing, uh, right? And that brings up the itch IO uh, uh, side of things here, which uh, 
Um, so can you like explain like what the itch.io situation is? Like what the general gist of the itch.io situation is? Because I, I'm trying to like understand. Like, so itch.io is like you can download itch.io storefront, like the application from Epic, which. Yeah, but it's, it's a question of content moderation, right? Is Epic responsible for the horny and itch? That's what they're trying to bring up, right? And my answer is no. Right, my answer is to that is no. Yeah, that's right? Epic's answer too. Epic's like, yeah, no. I mean, we host the store, right? And well, I would say no, if no to an extent, okay, because if there's like fascist content or like white supremacist content on itch, I I don't think Epic should should be hosting it, right? Sure, but it's itself. also it, no, they're not hosting the app. They host. They're not. They're hosting, hosting the, the app binary, yeah, but not hosting the content. But yeah, it's like it's a thin line, though, right? Like, I mean. And I don't think it's like from a legal perspective, I think from a moral perspective, right? That if it's just full of like fascist content, you probably wouldn't want it as a vehicle of people to get into it via the Epic Game Store. Yeah, I, that, that's, yeah. Uh, but it is also like itch is like, uh, the whole thing was there. Some of the games on itch.io are, quote, so offensive, we cannot speak about them uh, here. Uh, that was Apple's uh, lawyer. Oh, no, there's a full exchange. Wait, wait, wait. Let me pull this up. Okay. Let me, we're going to do some. We're about to do some role play up in here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where is it? Where is it? Um, Sorry, we didn't actually put this one in our show notes. It is, where is it at? H-I-O, itch, 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 itch. Here we go. So this is what one of the attorneys said. And the court has also heard that H-I-O was added about reviewing all the games. You're aware of that. Epic's representative. Yes. And you are aware, sir, that Itch.io includes so-called adult games, such as a game called Sisterly Lust? Epic's representative, I am not. The attorney, you may not be aware then, but the description of this game includes a list of fetishes, which include many words that are not appropriate for us to speak in federal courts. Oh my. <laughs> are you aware of that? Epic attorney, I am not. The uh, Epic's representative, the attorney. And the list goes on. There are many games on Itch.io. I won't even read the names out loud. But they are so, they are both offensive and sexualized. You are not aware of that? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, like, it is. I, okay, so there's this whole sort of, this is, this is not a new thing for Apple, right? Apple always has extremely puritan like stance when it comes to sex, sexual content on the on the app store right like it this is not new right that apple has always maintained this sort of quote unquote uh family friendly uh app store or whatever they want to call it right like i i i think this this is just like fucking nonsense but also like using this as like an argument to be made that just because itch.io is a storefront that has uh ga- with games of sexual content in them that means that it cannot be hosted on the app store is is just i like i see the moralistic uh like puritanic argument that they're make, trying to make here but i i that's I, I don't know if that holds up in like sort of like a legal sense like it's not illegal to host sexual content like that is not a no no being horny is now illegal what are you talking about <laughs> oh my god oh i mean god. given sometimes some mastodon replies i've gotten before i honestly wish it is <laughs> <laughs> <That's bad. laughs> oh jesus christ so what like i i'm trying to like understand here like what is apple going to like now like so epi has sort of set the stage here for for this first week right 
like it's mostly been epic, like calling witnesses, right, and 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 questioning them, with 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 Apple like sort of cross examining, like but like when Apple is going to bring their witnesses and their testimony and their documents, like what is like what do you think is Apple is going to try to ask like set the stage here, like what they're going to like their epic is like. We're not a game. We wanna. We wanna like. We have, a, we have a full experience, and Apple is trying to like take a cut of that experience. And the like consoles are not really a problem because consoles are specialized computers. So we, we 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 that's fine. Like we can we can have a cut. Like they can like Microsoft and Sony can take a cut. And like we are not a game. Well, we are the metaverse. So what is like what is Apple? Going I mean, to it's do? super simple for Apple is the argument. What is it's. People make more money on the App Store because of how we run it, and the App Store makes the most amount of money with a far significant less market share than anything on Android. And you can't fight that, right? That is that is an argument that is objectively true. You make more money on the iOS version of any piece of software, right? Be it a game, be it a subscription thing, right? People pay more for more things on iOS when they don't expressly have to, right? Like there's nothing in the App Store that forces you. Sure, maybe maybe developers may be pushing for subscriptions, but that's not on Apple. Apple's saying, hey, that's a payment method. Because even then, what would they do? It, let's say for his developers, always like, we wouldn't have to do this if we had paid upgrades. Well, they'd be pushing paid upgrades, right? So they'd still be making money, right? <laughs> and they wouldn't back away from paid software if they had more paid options. It would just be different paid options there. And so that's the that's the argument. That, that's, that's it. It's just people, because of how we run the store, people make more money. And that is, while well, there are holes in it, of course, I, I, that's, I mean, not that, wrong. that's an argument, but I, like the arg, the argument here is like Epic is trying to argue that, I mean, is Epic trying to argue consumer harm? Is that, is that what they're trying to do? Like that's, yeah, Epic's trying to argue consumer, that consumers are harmed. And in really, Apple can just come back and say, well, hey, we have less fraud than the Play Store, less piracy than the Play Store. Developers make more money and there is a support infrastructure to get easy refunds. It's far harder to get fucked over by um, bad... Well, obviously there's holes in that, as we've seen with the... Uh, you know, all these are holes, but it is less likely to get fucked over if an app on the App Store than one on the Play Store, or a Windows app. Like, this was the thing, right? Like, they were trying to prove that... One of the arguments, I think, uh, like... Like, the Apple was, like, the Apple was trying to prove that the Apple's security systems are not actually as good as they say they are, right? Like, Apple's, uh, guard line, uh, like, guardrails here are not as good as they claim. Like, they're trying to prove, say that, uh, you know, look at all these scam apps that, that have been pointed out, right? Like, look at all these apps that are, like, you know, just, like, just gambling apps, right? Trying to scam people out of their money, right? Like, stuff like that. Like, that's an argument that Epic is trying to make as well, that Apple's, like sort of Apple Apple's wall garden has a, like the wall has a lot of holes in it, right? Like that's that's what they're trying to like assert that yeah, like Apple says that they're doing this for the reason of like they're providing uh, security for their customers uh, for for developers, but but actually like it's not that good. Like it's actually like there's a lot of things that they're missing in the App Store that are like not as good as it should be right? like that's that's the but then having itch on the epic game store kind of shoot yourself in that foot with that argument right unless the argument you're trying to make is fuck moderation because it'll always like we don't need it i guess and sure then that's a, that's that would work towards that argument but um as great as it is it has a lot of shit like a lot of just like like objectively like why what what is this like Jim Sterling steam cleaner what what is this shit kind of voice you know style stuff yeah i mean yeah, like I, like I'm like yeah, like itch obviously you know has has a lot of content that 
I mean, I'm sure itch moderates. Uh, I don't know what itch's moderation policies are. I suppose that's a good question. If anybody knows, if anybody wants to talk to us about that, that's, that's, uh, I would be curious to see, know what sort of policies are in place at itch. Do, what kind of moderation do they do? Are there like, is there like a reporting system? Is there like, uh, some sort of like, I don't know, content moderation? Is there some sort of queue for, uh, games where games can get, uh, approved or something? But I'm, I would imagine not, but like, is there like an after-the-fact moderation system? Like, who? what's the moderation system like at Itch? And, like, I, I sort of feel that the moderation argument here is almost like a red herring. It feels like it's Epic trying to distract people from uh, from something. Or, like, Apple, rather. Not Epic. Apple, Apple is trying to... Apple trying to like say that if you don't, if you look at what happens if you if you don't moderate, like look at what what HIO is gonna like if if we allow stores to be available via the app store, like if you have, uh, if you can download an Epic Games Store app from the Apple App Store, this 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 would happen. Like this this thing HIO situation would would happen, which is not untrue, but also I don't see that as a problem is that a problem is is apple responsible for the content of uh, another storefront like if itch.io is like for if itch.io app is on the ios app store or for the epic games uh store is on the apple app store is apple responsible would people feel they people would people feel it yes absolutely people would feel that they are responsible for it let's you how many times at work do you get someone calling you in about something or putting in a ticket something real adjacent to wordpress that they are 200 percent positive as you're the person providing them the platform is your responsibility to handle right like let's be well they there's the objective one of, is it? No, but you also have to think like as a, not even like a customer support cost, but like a human factor cost, right? How are people going to feel? You buy the phone with the logo on it. You sign up for the WordPress instance of your company's logo on it, right? You do X, Y, and Z with the logo on it. Your mind instinctively goes to that party as the, per- as the people who handle everything that goes wrong with it. And I, I think they're, I mean, I just, I, how do you explain to like a non-technical user that, oh, you have the phone made by someone, but you got to go to their support to get the refund. And you'll be thinking, oh, it's not that bad. Me as a PC gamer, you as a PC gamer, you're a very small minority of people, including people who play games, right? Well, I mean, I'm saying you as a general you, not like you as like, you know, general you here, you specifically. But like, you know, like for people who are like, yeah, I can go to Steam support if I got it through Steam. How many people go to Microsoft support thinking that like when Discord breaks or when Chrome breaks, right? They're the ones who handle it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So you're, you're saying that in general, it is better that Apple does not like allow stores. And I'm, I'm not, not you're saying well, that. No, I'm not, better, but... Yeah. But the argument is that because of like people, it's a better user experience to have one storefront. That's, I think that's the argument being made. I don't agree with it, of course, but I think it's the argument being made. And I can see, I can see where that sort of, you know, makes sense there to think that way just because. I've just had too much experience with people. I'm like, yeah, if your Google phone breaks, you go to Google. And it's like, nah, you kind of might have to go to Facebook for X, Y, or Z. And it's just, it, it happens. But yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I hope. I mean, I hope, but I <laughs> hope and knowing your two different things. I hope that people would be able to realize that you go to the company who made the specific experience for support. But, you know. Yeah, that's like Apple will will just argue that because... They they don't they they just don't want to be 
responsible for, like they, they want to create that sort of open market like open marketplace that that exists because then they will then they will inevitably be held responsible for it regardless of if they're actually responsible for it right um that is an argument i mean i'm sure that's the argument that the the console vendors are also going to make they also they also made i guess is that they are an end-to-end experience they provide video uh, entertainment uh, content for sale on their store and they don't really want anything else to be run on any other code to be run on the on the on the platform other than what they authorize because that opens up opens them up for a whole sort host of moderation and other uh, user experience and customer service problems and and reputation and and that sort of set of more on the way. um so yeah i mean i yeah, it's it's at the end like it's it's weird to me that this uh, I mean not weird but it's also like kind of how all these things just come back to moderation in a way like it's it's like the all the arguments that we are having here like it uh, it is nominally uh, like a like a case about antitrust violations and con- consumer harm but we're also coming back to use like con- content moderation at the end of the day. How, how when does section 230 get brought up like when when does when does that happen like when do we when do we get to when do we get to have the one hour podcast on section 230 like when's <laughs> i honestly i never want to hear the word section 230 ever again but like that that's like just me uh but you know like i'm sure it's going to like section 230 is going to get brought up i feel like at some point even though none of these companies are i mean they are they are they i guess that makes sense like what else? I mean, there's the uh, one. I guess this one is another. I, I guess we should wrap this up soon, but we should mention the funny thing about uh, T- Tim Sweeney getting dunked on by Tim Cook. Uh, I think that was very funny. Uh, I just thought that was uh, so. This is in the context. Uh, Tim Sweeney sent an email to Tim Cook after WWDC in 2020, 2015, uh, per, like a personal email to t- Tim Cook asking for open app sales. Um, on the App Store, and and Tim Sweeney, uh, not Tim Sweeney, Tim Cook was like, "Is this is?" <laughs> he said this is to Phil Schiller at NEQ. Uh, is this the guy that was at one of our rehearsals? Question mark. Uh, sent from my iPad. <laughs> I just can you like can you use like a once like that's just a one sentence this like just one sentence like who the fuck is this guy? And you know, just the thing that seals it is a scent from my iPad. You know, like just just makes it just like extremely funny that like typical was just like I I I don't who is this guy? Why do we care about about Tim Sweeney? Uh, I'm sure that's uh, Tim Sweeney is Tim uh, uh, Tim Sweeney is not very pleased about that one. Uh, that it's one very is funny just, though. It's very it's funny. Very, it's very good. So is there anything else to talk about before we wrap this up? Like, is there anything else that you want to... I mean, there's so many things to talk about, but I think we hit I think we hit all the points. We could just spend... Like, for example, there are a bunch of developer-related documents that got put out on this. Um, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. Sure. Yes. There's the yoga app, right? There's a yoga app thing. There's, there's a lot of apps. It's like smaller time, small time, or like smaller developers being called to the stand here, right? Like a lot of... Like out, like a lot of witnesses here. So if you want to read about this, obviously there's a lot to read. There's the Verge coverage is pretty good. Uh, who's doing the Liz Lobato is no Liz uh, Lobato, um, Addy Robertson, uh, Tom Warren. Tom Warren doing it. 
Yes. Uh, so you know, if you if you're interested, go go read that on theverge.com. Go go to uh, the Vergecast had a pretty good episode on uh, uh, this week's episode of the Vergecast is uh, is I think pretty good. It's a pretty good like a uh, overview of what's going on on the first week of uh, of the case, and the case is ongoing, right? So this news is not going anywhere. I don't know if you're going to talk about this two weeks from now again. Uh, well, next week is Apple's people. Next oh, yeah. week is the, all uh, the epic. I guess we. I guess we. I guess we're going to talk about it. That's fine. Uh, it's, uh, we, it's not also. Lot. There's a very good um, Twitter video that I put in the show notes. It's about. It's about an Ace Attorney um, like clip of of the epic or the HIO thing. It's fucking hilarious. Please watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's very. There's a lot of lot of memes coming out of this. Um, so, oh, yeah. also, we got to support um, the the uh, game jam on Epic or on HIO, the offensive offensive and sexualized jam. Go ahead and support that. Yes. Yeah, so um, this is like a game jam to make uh, more Fun. more horny. <laughs> Horny games, uh, horny games that you couldn't talk about in court. You know, that's that's the kind of game that should be made for this game jam. You know, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, like the, the HIO community is is uh, I think pretty lovely overall. Like I've I've never heard anything particularly nasty about itch.io. Uh, this it seems to be generally well liked among game developers. Uh, so you know, there's that. Uh, I guess we don't have this up. Uh, I, like I, we don't want to, we don't want to go on too long. Uh, so, as always, show notes to shadesofbrown dot com. Lots, lots of links are going to be there this week. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at packetcat at tenforward dot social and my website uh, solidsafe dot com and show us a way to people find you on the internet. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of an office renovation right now. Like I'm trying to redo my office. It's so uh, that's why I picked up that Harmon Miller chair. It should be a uh, Herman Miller, or whatever. It should be here next week. But specifically, I want to talk about high refresh monitors. I've never had a high refresh monitor before, and I finally I picked up. It was actually, it wasn't even like super expensive. It was like two fifty American, 1080p, fourteen forty or sorry, one hundred forty four hertz. Um, does HDR ten, and it's been a good time. Let me tell you, low this low input latency, bro. Mm. I've been playing playing Destiny on it. I am I a better gamer? No, of course not. We can't. We still lost that Warzone. <laughs> but does this monitor look great? It does. Because I think Digital Foundry talks about it. It's something I think is very hard to explain in words. But motion clarity, right? Like there's resolution of a static image or a video piece is moving at lower frame rates, and then you have like higher frame rate motion clarity when you're playing a game. And I think you don't realize until you go back to something less how much more that like being able to see and get like more information when you're moving around helps you position yourself and helps you like play the game. Yeah. Like especially in first person shooters, right? Like it really, you can really feel the difference. Like I think when I start, when I first, uh, first bought this 144 Hertz monitor and I played some overwatch, I was like, holy shit. It's like, it's the world of like six, like 60 Hertz to 144 Hertz. Like the difference is, is ex- exceptionally noticeable, especially for games that are in first person, like first person shooters. Yeah, yeah like it's, Warzone it's, will run at 120 on the Series S, and you really feel it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely, definitely. I think there's also input latency thing. I mean, it's not as noticeable, but there's definitely an input latency improvement. Uh, but yeah, so that, but yeah, welcome to the world of uh, high frame rate gaming. Uh, it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, high frame, and this is on a budget too. Like, if if anyone's looking, 27 inches. Um, it's the LG GN six five zero whatever. Um, it'll 
The only downside is, and this is specific to Xbox, PS5 and PS4 do not work this way. You cannot do 1080p and HDR at the same time on an Xbox. You have to run it at 4K. You can run this monitor at 4K output, but because the monitor's taking in a 4K signal, it won't go to 144 or 100, yeah, 144. It'll stay at 60. So I can't get, um, I can't get Warzone at 120 of HDR on, but I mean, honestly, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's off HDR. This one has better um, SDR and Adobe um, RGB color range than it does for DCI-P. It's, I think it's like a 100% of both of those, but only 90 to 80%, depending on the room you're in, of DCI-P3. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. It also has no dimming zones for HDRs. It's mostly, I got this the HDR. I want HDR 10 because for future-proofing, right? Like, if I needed to output an HDR signal, I wanted one that wouldn't destroy it. But, you know, overall, good monitor. Only 250? Not, not a bad time. Um, Although, fuck you for not telling me that PC monitors do not come with speakers. I absolutely assumed this would have came I, with I don't speakers. Know why you, I don't know why you would assume that. That's that was. I saw that. I was like, I don't know why you would think that PC monitors came. Like They, they have never, uh, almost never come with. I'm pretty sure the, even the f- first computer I had, like the, the CRT monitor did not come with speakers of any kind. Like I don't, I don't know where you got that idea. To be honest, I, I, I'm very confused. You know, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to live in this metaverse. But until next time, Josephine at Shader.xyz and bye, bye. <laughs>